Couch Chats is a series of real, open, honest and raw chats with some inspiring friends and women I have had the privilege to meet along my entrepreneurial journey. So I wanted to share these casual interview chats with you all to leave you feeling empowered and inspired. I am your host, Jess Williamson, a serial entrepreneur and business coach. And today I have my friend Eloise Smith joining me on the couch, along with her two beautiful golden retrievers, Bodie and Mila. So keep an ear out for their guest appearances. But I am so excited to interview Eloise today because she shares so many amazing tips that you can use in your own business, on your social media, and just in life in general. So let's get started. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having and me. We've also got Bodhi and Mila. Yes. You can see them. This is <laughs> Mila. <laughs> and Bodhi's down here, but they might get involved as well. <laughs> so we're very cozy here on the couch. Yeah. Um, but I'm so excited because I always love these chats. I always like to keep them super casual and show you guys more of behind the scenes of people that I've had the honor of meeting throughout my business journey. So, um, Elle, we kind of met more recently. Yeah. But we just kind of met over social media. So, <laughs> good old like Instagram. Good old Instagram. I actually have like all these, t- all these people are like, oh, how do you know that person? How do you know that person? I'm like, um, we met on Instagram and it's funny how like you can start on this tiny little app and then become really close with people and have all these connections, which is really yeah. cool. Yeah, and then I might finally got to meet you in person at the breast cancer brunch yes. that I did last year. Which yes. was amazing. But yeah. you and Ali came, so yeah. that's so nice. Um, but I'd love to know, so Elle is a Instagram coach helping people with all their social media and she is a whiz at everything. If you don't follow her already, she's always shares tons and tons of free tips as well so that you can implement them in your own businesses if you aren't working with her already. But I love that you're just always so open with everything. I mean, I'd love to know a bit more about how did you start? Like what got you started in all of this? How did you... I know Instagram, they don't teach at uni or anything like that. So how did you get onto this journey? I always wonder that. So I actually studied um, communication. I've got a communications degree and I studied journalism and PR. And obviously there was marketing involved in there as well. So I did some units in marketing. But I always wonder if like now, because the world has changed so much, if at uni they actually talk about social media and whether that I, I would think it is but when I was at uni even just like news media in terms of like online was still like fairly new whereas now everything's about social media um it changes way too often so when I was at uni Instagram just came out but there was not one lesson ever about digital marketing social media nothing so Instagram was still kind of fresh but there was nothing about Facebook or any of that. Yeah, it's crazy. I know. And I remember, like, even back, because it, I, when did I graduate? 2013 or 14, which was like a freaking lifetime. That's how old I am, guys. <laughs> um, but even then, like, Facebook and Instagram were there, but they weren't used how they use now. So I guess I always find that a hard question to answer because it's really taken me all of the things that I've done to get into where I am now. So obviously I've always had an interest in communications, the media, and even though traditional media is different to how it is now, um, yeah, that's always been something 
that and I've always been interested in writing as well I've always been a creative and then I yeah worked in a bunch of different jobs I finished my journalism degree and I was like oh, I don't know if I really want to do this I don't think that that's exactly what I I want to do as a career and like a year out I was still working I did a bit of travel and that sort of thing I kind of was like actually I really miss writing and so I started a blog and my blog was a health and Mm. wellness blog um and through that I also had my Instagram and my social media channels so that's where a lot of the experience Mm. came and I was always educating myself and I had a lot of people come to me and be like you are so good at social media can you help me with mine Mm. and back then I was like hey what so I helped a few businesses in Perth with their own social media and back then I think it was like $50 a week I was oh, getting to yeah. manage their entire accounts. <laughs> oh, how things have changed. <laughs> um, but still at the time it didn't register that this was something that I could do as a business. It was more just like, oh, I like doing this, I enjoy it, I'm doing it as a hobby and I'm helping out. Yeah. So... I did that for a little while and like I said it all came through my blog Mm. and then I went off and I became a flight attendant I did that for nearly two years and again when I was doing that it took me away from writing it took me away from my blog and it was those I had those moments again where I was like I miss writing Mm. I miss doing all that sort of stuff so I got back into it and then from there I had people being like you should really be helping, like, offering social media. You should be doing this as a service. I had people that I visited, like, I saw um, an energy healer and she was like, I would hire you. I need help with it. And it was almost those pushes of encouragement that, again, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And so that was, like, August 2018, so almost right. two years ago. Because when I met you, I think you were doing more VA mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. So when I first started out, I was a VA. Mm-hmm. I was helping and out all those at home. It's like a virtual assistant. A virtual assistant. Yeah. Yeah. So a PA, but mm-hmm. virtual. Um, and I was offering more than just the Instagram stuff. Mm-hmm. I was doing social media. I was doing newsletters. Mm-hmm. I was doing um, copy because obviously my background's in writing. So I was doing a variety of things. And it very quickly just fell into me being like, no, nah, so social media is my thing. I stopped doing all that sort of stuff. I just kept following what lit me up, yeah. which is what I've done my whole life. And I think that's an important thing, though. Like, so often we do a uni degree or we choose a job and we don't realise it's not what we want to do until we've tried it or until we've gotten experience in it. So I think that's a message for everyone is to sort of just follow what you love um, and things will come because you didn't start on day one with you weren't booked out on day one we were just talking before we jumped on here that you're now booked out and, yeah you, know, you can't take on any more clients currently but no one starts there you know it's all these years leading up to exactly it. and even though I'm like okay so technically I've had my business for just under two years Oh, my God, that's why I find that question so hard to answer because it's not the two years Mm. that I started. It was, like, ten years before that and all the different career paths that I went down that ultimately I'd stick in a job for, like, a couple of years and then I'd realise I wasn't happy and I'd always fall back to 
the writing and the creative side of things and then obviously the social media and it was it's funny how if you just keep following what lights you up and the things that you enjoy it just works out um and was that an easy path though so were you still doing flight attendant work and then you decided to take the leave or so this (laughs) flight attendant i left my flight attending job and went into an admin position it literally was just a temporal to get me out of flight attending because I hated the lifestyle. I think being a flight attendant made me realise how much I love being home, how much I love flexibility and freedom, mm-hmm. which you don't get when you're working for someone else and especially in a job like that where there is – you just could be anywhere at any time. Um, so I took that admin job and it was when I was sitting in that admin job bored out of my brains <laughs> because I was like, wow, I've got more skills than this and this is not like not enjoyable that I started as a side hustle, mm. as a VA. Um, and then it progressed so quickly that I went from starting my side hustle to going full-time in my business within two months. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. So how did that happen? Was that just word of mouth? Word of mouth was really big at the start. So obviously I had that, my first client was that energy healer and then she told some people about me and then there was actually one of my clients that I still have today. She has known me and um, followed me since my blog days. And as soon as I, she saw I put a page up and that I was offering um, social media help, she was like, I need you straight away. So it was funny how like these people oh there was another one who also I'd known for years Mm -hmm. she just started a business and she was like I need your help so it's like but they've been following my journey from back in the blogging days which is just crazy and I think that's another key message so so often when we start a new business or go out and do something outside the norm we might be afraid to put that out there but if you didn't put that out there you never would have thought maybe they needed social media help and you might have just assumed that no one needs my services, I'm not going to do it. And then people don't step into what they really want to do. thing is you have to be vulnerable, you have to be scared and kind of take that leap. Put yourself out there because your business is you. So I want to maybe go into that a little bit. You know, obviously you had your blog before, which is kind of a, um, you know, taste of having a personal brand as well. But was that something that always just came naturally to you or was it hard for you to sort of put yourself out there and put your face and name it everywhere? It didn't come naturally mm-hmm. at all. It was hard. And then, like, if you if you follow me now, you'll know that I'm always, like, I'm always on stories, I'm always out there, but that was not easy for me mm-hmm. to do. So it just shows, like, I know that that's one of the things that people struggle with the most is, like, putting myself out there is so scary. I'm like... Yeah, it is for everyone. And I didn't just one day wake up and be like, I'm just going to be all over Instagram and put myself out there and, like, develop a personal brand, which has just happened as a byproduct, not intentionally at all. Um, even to the point that when I was when I first started my blog, I didn't even put my name on my blog. Like, I hid behind pictures that were, like, never my face. Mm. I had friends following me that I was like, they don't even know it's me because yeah. I hadn't. I was that self-conscious but, like, self-doubty as well. Mm. Like, really. And I I think you always experience that in social media, um, in business. Mm. You always have imposter syndrome. You always have self-doubt. Mm. And if I didn't have like with starting this, if I didn't have those people pushing me, I never would have done it. Mm. And, yeah, at the start it wasn't 
I think I didn't do my first like talking story on Instagram until like three months into my business. Mm -hmm. And now I'm on there every day. And you would know that too. It's like it's very scary at first. But you just have to, like with anything in life, you have to be uncomfortable first before you get comfortable. And you just, you kind of like fake it till you make it, but like practice, like just keep practicing and it gets easier every single day. And yeah, but no, like it was really hard to put myself out there really hard starting my own business scary as like I didn't want to tell people about it and I didn't know what was going to happen and that's why I like started when I still had the comfort of a part-time job because then I could I had something to fall back on if I needed to and yeah it's friggin' hard. It's so hard. Which is a good story, though. I think so many people can relate to that because even when I started, I didn't put my name on my website or anything, and this was for my swimwear brand, so I didn't have to be the face of it. Yeah. Um, and I got away with that for, like, a full year until someone's like, you need to at least put your name on there um, in case. And not everyone cares. Not, some people just want to see the swimwear, but... Other people I found were actually my regular customers were somehow finding me. Even yeah. though my name was nowhere, like I was nowhere, they would they still always know <laughs> So, like, people obviously want to know who's behind the brand and we often think no one would care or, you know, who am I to put my name to that and show my face everywhere, but I think it's so important to... And on that... It just shows how much social media has changed, but also business has changed. Because mm. if you think about it, so Instagram is coming up to its 10-year birthday this year oh in God. October. So when it first started, it was so different. Mm. And for business, like, obviously when it first started, it wasn't even for business. I thought it was the editing app. I think so many people thought I would edit them and then they'd all be on my feed. <laughs> Same. I thought they were just saving to my camera roll, but I had like a, a, a diary of weirdly, and it would be like the same photo edited yeah. over and over. you finding the right one. So bad. Oh my so god! Bad. I can't believe that I still have those filters. To be honest, it's like Instagram up your game, up your game with filters. Yeah, but like, yeah, it just shows how much people expect from businesses now. Mm. Like, it has changed, and people even when you started, maybe the, people didn't expect it as much and it was okay to hide behind your brand name or hide behind your logo but now it's the complete opposite people want to know you they want to know the story behind your business and to be honest it works in your favor because people like to support people if they think you're this if you're hiding behind this big brand or like hundreds of thousands of followers but you might still only be like two two people in your business Mm -hmm they're more likely to, like, support you and, you know, want to follow you and buy from you if they know you're a small business mm-hmm. and they're, they're supporting someone like that. Um, but, yeah, people need that human-to-human connection. And I don't know, have you found since you've put yourself out there more, like, it's been a beneficial for you? Yeah, I mean, still on my swimwear brand, I don't – I'm not the face of the no, brand. Yeah. Um, and I think that's fine. Like it works both ways. But you still need to be there if people want to know who you are. Yeah. And then I still have a personal profile, so it's not just like I put my name up there and no one can find me. If they want to find that connection with me as a founder, then they can come and follow yeah. me. Um, so I kind of have both options. Whereas other people use their business account as their business, but there's a fine line because I saw um, another brand once and the owner was posting all of her hens parties on her business page which had about 200,000 followers and it just wasn't tasteful so there's a fine line like people want to know you and the story behind it but don't 
don't give them everything. I think that that is something whenever I like have consults with people and I'm like, you need to put some of your personal content out there, like be more personable and have that human to human connection. They go to in their head, they're like, okay, personal, it's my personal life. Mm. It's like, no, it's not. It's just putting putting a face to the brand and there are things where you have to draw the line. It's like, no, that is, that's why I have my own personal account as well where I share different kind of content. And even though like my business has become quite the personal brand as well, I still don't post certain things on there because it's not relevant to my audience. Mm -hmm. It's not relevant to my business. Um, so yeah, you like there is a fine line. Both your accounts are still quite professional though. You're not (laughs) showing you, you know, wasted on the weekend. Not that you are, but like you're not I don't go out enough for that anyway. (laughs) But you're not like being unprofessional on your personal account and then like you're still the same person. Yes. So yeah, and I think with anything you should always keep something to yourself. Yeah. Um because yeah, it's just you've got to keep something that's sacred. You know, I don't post much about me and my partner online and on the weekends I don't post anything because that's just my time, time to yeah. recharge and have time yeah. off. Yeah, you got to have these boundaries in place because if you're putting everything out there as well, then you will lose a part of you in a way or like you'll just lose like you said you have your weekends off you'll lose that like that time that's separated from business so there are things that you should keep to yourself and it you know not everyone some people are like really open and that's fine but yeah you've got to figure out what to you is relevant to your business relevant to your audience relevant to your customers and the things that you want to keep to yourself as well yeah yeah awesome well tell me more about so when you went from the VA business to the social media business, what was involved in that? Was it just as simple as I don't do this anymore and now I'm doing this? Or I was it a decision that you made? It was actually a really hard, no, uh, it was an easy decision in the sense that already all my clients had transitioned to social media mm-hmm. stuff. And like even I went from VA to social media to now Instagram, like Instagram's my thing. So it wasn't hard in that sense. But for me, like when I first started my business, my like handle on Instagram mm-hmm. was LVSmithVA mm-hmm. and my website is still LVSmithVA.com mm-hmm. because I haven't changed that over. So for me, the hard thing was like, what do I do? Like do I become a brand, like an agency that offers Instagram services? But then I'd already built my personal brand a lot and I was like, I still need my name connected to it. So I literally... Yeah for about six months like went back and forth with like what do I change my handle to and what do I change my business to and because I'm a sole trader it was easier to keep my name anyway for all of those other reasons um I'm at the point at the moment I don't have anyone else working with me it's just it's 100% me so I'm not an agency um so it was like this I was grappling for ages I was like do I just drop the VA off my handle or do I come up with a new name? And I had all these names swirling around and then one day I was just like, it's got to go. Yeah. Because the transition had already happened in my business like six months prior and I would still get occasional inquiry and, like, I changed everything on my website. I changed my Instagram bio so it was very obvious that it wasn't a VA, like I wasn't offering as general VA mm. services anymore. Um, but, yeah, it was... 
that was already done. It was making that final change. And it was such a relief when I did that because I was like, ah, oh, cool. Like, VA's gone now. Yeah. Like, yeah. But I think that's something a lot of people struggle with is the fact that I want to offer everything because I don't want to narrow my audience too much. But now you're known as the person to go to for my Instagram, you know? It's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you're just known as another person who does a bit of everything. Yeah. You're not the expert in one thing. You might be, but people don't know that because yeah. your message is so diluted. So it might be a struggle sometimes to say, no, I'm actually going to just do this. And you might not be inundated with clients. You might be losing some clients, but I think you've got to take that leap and commit to it and yeah. commit hard because over time, now you're booked out. Now you've got huge clients from all over Australia, not even just Perth. Yeah. So it pays off. It definitely pays off. And I think at the end of the day, you've just got to follow your intuition, follow what lights you up and just felt like you kind of will sit down and if you're, and I think this is how it happened for me as well. I would be sitting down and I'd be going to do certain client tasks and I'd be like, oh, I don't want to do this. But then the Instagram stuff would light me up and I'm like, all right, you got to follow that. Yeah. And, yeah, I think definitely, like, people really struggle with this, like, niching down, but it's so important. Yeah. And, like, even then, in Instagram is what I do. But even then, I've niched down even further. The businesses that I work with are health, wellness, and beauty. Mm. Like, if someone else comes to me from a corporate or if they're a real estate agent, mm. I would say no because that's not my domain. So. Yeah. And that's worked in my favour because I'm getting, I'm just attracting my ideal client yep. and I'm getting those people that I want to work with, that I enjoy working with. So as scary as it is, like for people to be like, oh no, am I polarising or am I niching down too much? It'll be the best thing you do for your yep. business. Exactly. Yeah. Um, another thing I want to quickly chat about is because it is just you, do you have any assistance or outsource anything? No. no. <laughs> so, like, how do you avoid burnout? I think we touched on it just before we jumped on here, like the stress levels, and I'm someone who stresses out a lot as well. <laughs> yes, I feel like we're just... But we do it for ourselves. <laughs> I know. Um, so how do you manage that? And it is a challenge, and I think I've gotten better at it. There was a time... At the start of my business where burnout, I hit burnout a couple of times and it was horrible um, and so I think I've learned from that but I still do struggle sometimes and I've had moments I'm better at knowing my capacity now and the thing is that I've struggled with is I could look at my diary. Someone could come to me with an inquiry and I look at my diary and I'm like, oh, yeah, I could fit that into this mm-hmm. month but then you're not factoring in, you know, if things go out of, like take longer than you expect. You're not factoring in emotional stuff. You're not factoring personal life. You're not factoring in all these other things energetically. Like there's only so much I can do. Or you have days when you're not feeling creative and working in a creative industry is really hard because you can't turn creative on and off. I'm not feeling like it today. I'm just not going to post for you. (laughs) Exactly. And so if you've already committed to something, then you have to do it. So for now I'm better at knowing my mental, emotional and like energetic capacities. Schedule that in. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I have to always make sure everything's like written down digitally and um, on pen and paper as well. 
so that I know, but I also schedule in time off, mm-hmm. which I think is so important, which I didn't do at, start, at yeah. the start, and it's something that I learned, and people would be like, you need to schedule in, like, um, you know, gym time or you know your hour lunch break which I'm still not great at but like these are things that whenever I start to hit burnout again mm-hmm. or I'm starting to get really stressed and overwhelmed I'm like okay hello like chill out and have a look at what you're doing and where you can fix yeah. these things yeah and like for me I have to do that as well but when I know that I've got a packed day like today doing a few videos in one day um I've scheduled off the morning tomorrow because I know that I won't be as quick to get up and ready to go. So then I can take that self-care time and then get straight back into it that later is on. so good. Do you know what the other thing that I've started to kind of be more mindful of is, and this might be TMI, but where we sit in our, as females, where you sit in your cycle. I literally just had that thought this morning. I was like, I need to actually book it in my calendar though. Like book it in as like blocked up. Like, yeah, be like this week I'm not going to be creative. I know that I'll be tired. <laughs> like, so my sister told me about an app. I can't remember what it's called right now and I don't have my phone, but it basically you lodge, like you log in your, and it works out like depending on where you are in your cycle, what days you're going to be energetic, what days you're going to feel like reclusing and all that sort of stuff. And having that awareness, oh, my God, makes such a difference. Because I could book in a a concert which requires me to be on and requires me to be, like, excited and vibrant and, like, really to bring up the energy, Mm -hmm. especially if they're, like, confused or don't know much about Instagram. If I book it in a month in advance and then that day you can wake up feeling so tired and drained and you're like, oh. So having that awareness, but that the app's super helpful because I'm like, I don't remember these things. But, like, I'll have to find it and let yeah. you know and we yeah, can share it. We share it. But, yeah, like having – just having that self-awareness is so important, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it takes time. Like, I'm 27 now and it's taken me – a while, you know, until I'm 30 and I'm still figuring it out. <laughs> until probably, I mean, for the first few years of my business, I definitely just was like one-upping myself every time and I was like, this can't be sustained. So this yeah. year I'm like, let me just simplify everything again because I've built up now I've got like four businesses trying to do all of them and I'm like, too much, Jess. You are a machine though. Take it back down. Yeah. But I, I have things in place. So I have like a VA and I have outsourced things and I have automated everything. So yeah. I'm not 100% doing every single thing in every business. Yeah, and I think that's something that I need to get better at. Um, because I still get inquiries all the time and because I'm still one person, I can't take things on. But, like, when you think of scaling your business, which for so long I started this business because I wanted I wanted to do something I love, but I also wanted more freedom and flexibility in my life. And that was like, okay, I can do that on my own. Like, that's fine. But now I'm like, as a business, like, I didn't start this as a business. I started as a side hustle and I started it as an income, but now I'm, like, thinking more business. Yeah. And that means scaling. Mm-hmm. So if I was to scale. What's next for you? I think so. Like, before everything happened with COVID, I was actually looking into getting mm. someone that um, 
like a VA, but more Instagram based. Mm-hmm. I could train up and teach, and they could become my assistant to help me look after the accounts that I manage. And then I would just be the mm-hmm. the manager, and everything would come through me before I would approve everything. But they would be doing the actual physical work, which yeah. is what takes the most amount yeah. of time. And then you have to be the thing with social media is you have to be on twenty four seven. Oh my gosh, yes, it's, it's hard. I mean, I was doing my own Instagram for forever until about six months ago when I finally found someone that I trusted to give yeah. it to whereas I've had people give it a go and I was like that's not the right words like one person I had helped me out was doing some commenting and she wrote slay queen and if you guys know my book <laughs> that's not your breath I swimwear it is so feminine and soft we do not say slay queen so just little <laughs> things like that that you it's hard to teach yeah it's hard to teach but until you find someone who gets it and gets your brand and see that's that's another thing that i think about because obviously i look after um, multiple different Mm -hmm. business accounts at the moment and they're used to my style and they are happy with what i do because it's in line with their brand so then i have to teach someone that so i don't know but it makes sense for me to scale and like i said i was looking into hiring someone Mm -hmm. before covid happened and that happened and yeah, but then again, when it's your own business, it's hard to, like, alleviate some of that control. I think it's hard to let go, though. But when I found the right person, what she did was she just looked through my Instagram, what kind of words I use, she just understood. Yeah. And then all of the captions came to me and I barely had changes. You know? Yeah, so, that's awesome. Yeah, so if someone gets your brand and does the research, I think, you just need to find the right That's person. It. Yeah, and I mean, I've done that for all the brands mm-hmm. that I work for, so I can then for yeah. therefore teach that too. Mm-hmm. And I would still keep some of the, the big brands that I love working with, but it means that I, and I probably like with the, what I'm looking after at the moment, I would keep all of them, mm-hmm. but it means I can then take on other people. Yeah. But yeah, scaling is something that's scary and not something I'm, I, I don't know. It'll, it'll happen eventually because yeah. that's it. Like in terms of business, you have to go for growth. Mm-hmm. And that's where you're good at teaching people how to scale and coaching people. That's yeah, like my stuff. brain's going, I'm like, you need this yeah. session and this process. I'm like, we can have a coaching <laughs> session after this. <laughs> but, yeah, it's scary because you're, you usually have to invest in order to grow. Yeah. Um, but if you don't invest, you can't grow. So whether that's investing in yourself, investing in learning, investing in a new staff member, whatever it is, you always have to invest something, whether it's time, energy, there's always yeah. an investment. So that's why it is scary. But if you're confident and you're ready to commit to it, it really can pay off. Yeah, that's kind of the answer. <laughs> that's kind of boom, mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> but it is though if you kind of dip your toe in the water a little bit and just say let me give it a little go you know you can't somewhat hire someone you've either got to hire them or you don't yeah you know? so i guess it's, it's the same thing with how we were talking at the start like there's things that you're always going to have to do that make you feel uncomfortable at first and it's scary and like you're gonna mm. feel self-doubt and all that sort of stuff but if you don't do it how do you know yeah and like regardless i'm a big believer that everything that happens in life whether it ends up being amazing mm. or something crap happens out of it, there's always a lesson. Yeah. Like, regard, there's no bad outcome. Mm. Like, you That's either have a learning just, like, or pick up your stuff. Okay, you're like, all right, cool, gotta keep I've had my fair share of failures and like lost money, and you know, sometimes it's it's not worth the energy being upset about it. Yeah. You know, 
people have scammed me, people have, you know, stuff. So many different things have happened and I was just like, I can either fight it, get lose all of this energy, get upset about it, or I can just accept that that was a great lesson and move, and move on. on. An expensive lesson too, but, you know. Yeah, but a lesson. Yeah. It's like... um. <sighs> Someone, I can't even remember who it was, but someone once told me, it was like, the best personal development course you'll ever do is starting a business. And I'm like, yo, <laughs> it's true. Like, I've learned, learned so much about myself. Yeah. And I'll continue to, for sure. Yeah. But it takes a long time as well. And sometimes we don't even see what we're doing ourselves. So that's why I'm so passionate about coaching now because the fulfillment you get, and for you as well, like having that from other people, you know, coaching them through the Instagram and seeing their growth. It's sharing what you've learned. You've made all these mistakes. You've figured it out over 10 plus years. Yeah. And you can help them get there quicker. Exactly. And it's very, it's very rewarding, isn't mm-hmm. it? It's, um, that's why I love doing my consults and why I love coaching because you literally, like I literally sit there and see it before my eyes like whereas the management stuff it gets done it's just tinkering tinker away in the background and ultimately it's saving them time and money um to have someone who knows mm-hmm. what they're doing looking after it but when you're sitting there and you're having a coaching session which i'm sure you feel the same you're like oh, you just see them light up and they're like oh and have like these epiphanies and you're like oh like makes you feel good because you're helping them yeah yeah exactly so Yes, I think there was a question um, I saw up here. So someone has a question. I want to redo my page, but I'm nervous about deleting old content. Do you think it's okay to delete it without IG algorithms getting mad or should I just start from here? Well, if you're starting with a new direction, you need to, if that stuff's not relevant anymore, you've got to get rid of it. Like you might be um going in with a new ideal client or something like that like sometimes it's even better to start a new page Mm -hmm. and go from the get-go with this right attitude but if you wanted to use the page you've already got then i would say don't delete it archive it Mm -hmm. like you can just archive anything that's not relevant um and then make the transition from there but yeah sometimes it's actually like I've told this story before with my blog page. When I first when I first started this business, my blog page had um, two and a half thousand followers. Mm-hmm. Which now I'm like, oh, it's not that big. But at the time, I was starting on zero, mm-hmm. and so I was like, maybe I just convert that page. It's still sitting there in the background. I just haven't touched it for like a year and a half. But I was like, maybe I just convert that over to my business page because I've already got. You know, I've already got two and a half thousand mm. followers. And I'm so glad that I didn't because those two and a half thousand followers were not my mm. ideal client for what I'm doing now. And now I and that was like four years of of that account, two and a half thousand. I've not even had mine for two years and I'm at ten thousand because I went in with the right strategy from the beginning yeah. and focusing on the right ideal client from the mm. beginning. So depending on where you are with your particular business or what it is that you're changing, sometimes it might be a good idea to start completely fresh. But if not, just archive the stuff that's not relevant. Don't necessarily delete it um, and then, yeah, go from there. But have a strategy and a direction in place. Don't just be like, okay, I'm going to change this now, but actually know what you're planning to do, who you want to attract Mm -hmm. and um, what content you're going to put out there. Yeah, because you don't want to keep just posting and then deleting them. Yeah. You want to decide and then you can go. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
I think that might have been the only questions, some people just saying hi, but hi. is there <laughs> one last tip that you want to leave people with? Oh, gosh. Well, obviously, you've got a ton of tips on your Instagram, but is there, like, one little tip or... One tip. <laughs> just one. <laughs> you are asking me the hardest question. I think... This is super important. If you're starting an Instagram page or you're starting a business and this goes for like your business in general, you need to know who you're targeting. Mm. I think so many people, they'll start a business and or they'll start an Instagram page and I'll be like, I'm just going to post this stuff, but I don't actually know who I want to attract. So you need to know who your ideal client is and figure out who it is down to their pain points, pleasure points, um, not just they're this age and they're this gender, but who they actually are so that you can attract the right people because if you're not, if you don't have that clear, then you're not going to attract the right, you're not going to have customers and clients. So I think that that is super important. Um, the other thing as a business, because this is, I can't do one tip. What's <laughs> up to? up to? As a business, you have to be prepared to add value. Mm-hmm. Don't be all about the sell. Don't be just promoting, promoting, promoting. You want to add value, give people a reason to follow you beyond just buying your products because that builds trust and yeah. that's what's going to get people to buy. Definitely. I think people struggle with that one a little bit for more so product-based businesses. Yeah. Just from people that I've spoken to um, and obviously with service-based businesses, you are able to give a ton of tips and a ton of knowledge. But as a product-based business, obviously you could give free gifts and purchase and things like that, but that's not the value you're talking no, about. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, the value that I'm talking about is more the educational, inspirational um, or informative posts. So... I know it is harder as a product-based business and I'm not going to pretend it's not because it is. Like you're ultimately, you're there to sell a product. So it can be hard to get out of your head and be like, well, um, this is just to sell stuff. But tips, tricks, Mm. tutorials on how to use your product, tips on how like, um, let's go with the swimwear, for example, how to wash them to make the like the long longe- the, keep the longevity of them or your you've now got your sustainable line so tips about sustainability because that's that's aligned with your business values so you're yep. going to attract people who are also really passionate about mm-hmm. sustainability and environmental consciousness yeah so having those kind of tips that are going to get yeah, attract the right client um <laughs> the doggos just, just have to show you they're so cute they love just each other so <laughs> Oh, cuddles. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, adding value in that kind of way. So, yeah, not just like here's a free gift, Mm. but giving things that helps to position you as an expert or the go-to in your industry. Something we found when I first launched the business was a lot of people coming to my website were also going on holidays. They're buying the bathers to go on a holiday. They're not just buying it to town in their backyard. So... We started doing a lot of travel content, a lot of travel guides and things like that. So there's always something that isn't about your product. It doesn't even have to be, I'll educate you about the straps, you know. Yeah. It's just like what does your audience want to know about? And you can. It's like the things that are connected to the values of your brand or the lifestyle Mm -hmm. that you're promoting, like by people buying your brand, it's about 
the lifestyle, yep. like the travel lifestyle or the beach lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So other things that are complementary to that. Yeah. You've got to think beyond just your product, just your business exactly. model. But other things, like that's why knowing your ideal client is perfect because if you know their values and what they do mm-hmm. and how they spend their time, then you can be able to speak to those pain and pleasure points. Definitely. And it doesn't happen overnight. Like if I post a blog about a travel guide, it doesn't mean I'm going to get a ton of sales. But when people are hopefully booking their trips, they're thinking about a brand and it all sort of comes yeah. over time. You have to keep up with it. You know, you can't just post one blog or post one thing about education and then you'll get a ton of sales. Exactly. That's one of those. Yeah. And you've got to think about social media as it's something to nurture your audience. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be like that. Mm-hmm. Like if you think, I think it used to be back in our days of mm-hmm. studying marketing <laughs> and communications, it used to be someone needs to have seven touch points before mm-hmm. they buy. I think it's 12 now. Yeah. So it's like, and that's just because competition's increased, right? Because before you would only see it on the TV or maybe a bus or a billboard. We're on our phones 24 7. Yeah. So it's the competition's higher. Yeah. Up through. And 12 touch points could be so many different. Like you've got all the different social media as well. Mm. Like you've obviously got Facebook, Instagram. Um, it could be like YouTube, it could be a blog, it could be Pinterest, it could be. Yeah, someone, they walk past in the street and they're like, I love your, your jumper. Where's that from? It could be going to the, like, 12 is a lot so you have to remember that you need to keep getting that's why Instagram's great because you can keep being in front of your audience and reminding them we're very like we live in this instant society we're always busy we forget about things unless you are reminding people about it that's on that point we are in an instant society so people want that instant sale they want that instant Mm -hmm. I want to post five posts and I've got a thousand followers but You've got to, it's like an honest word. When I first started my business, the whole Instagram game is different now. I was on there 24-7 posting every two hours because if, for those that remember when Instagram first started, chronological. it was chronological, but it had this timestamp. So it used to tell you per minutes and then when it hit two hours, it would swap over. And it was like a thing. I don't remember that. It was like a thing. And people were like, post every two hours so it doesn't look like you're so desperate. But the more you posted, the more followers you got. Now... You can post all day, but you, it doesn't mean anything. You've got to yeah. do all of the things. Yeah, which almost it is um, makes it easier because you don't have to post as much. And the same with the chronological feed where it used to be, you know how you could get to, you could scroll before you went to bed. I'm like, I have to get to the end of my feed because I got to that last night or this morning. <laughs> now it's like Instagram shows you the content that you want to see by learning about you. Mm. And it's the same for your audience. So it means that you could post something five days ago and it will still get in front of your audience Yeah. then. Um, I remember it used to be within the first hour when I used to post when it was chronological, that would be the max engagement, like the yeah. hour and that was it. Whereas now it's like three days later and you're still getting. And it's actually a good thing. Like and the algorithm mm-hmm. is actually your friend, but we won't go into that because no. <laughs> there is a post about it somewhere okay. on my feed. <laughs> Fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think you guys should hopefully have gotten a lot out of that chat. There's a lot of great nuggets in there and a lot of good Instagram and business tips as well as mindset as well. Um, so thank you so much for joining me. Thank and you for having come me. Visit you, little puppies. Bye, Mila. Do you want to get in? Come on, Mila. Come on. Yeah, here they come. Here's the famous Mila. <laughs> thank you for having like thank you for having me on here yeah. and you're welcome on my couch anytime. Oh, thank you. <laughs> See you guys. Bye.
So I hope you took away a ton of tips and tricks that you can implement into your business. It was so much fun being able to join Eloise on the couch again in person. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Please don't forget to subscribe because that is what keeps me going on these podcasts for you guys. So make sure you subscribe and please screenshot and share to your social media. Make sure you tag me at jess.williamson8 and Eloise Smith. Please also make sure you jump on Instagram and watch the IGTV so you can watch this interview live as well. And you can find that on my Instagram at jess.williamson8. Have an amazing day.